Welcome to Radio Curious. I'm Barry Vogel. Guns, who has them, how are they obtained, and what are they used for is the topic of this edition of Radio Curious. This is the first of a two-part series on guns, and we visit with Sheriff Tom Allman of Mendocino County in rural northern California. He is outspoken yet respectful about marijuana cultivation and equally so about guns when asked. Sheriff Allman is, among many other things, the person who issues a permit to carry a concealed weapon in Mendocino County. We began our conversation on August 8, 2016, when he visited the studios of Radio Curious, when I asked Sheriff Allman to describe the gun he has on his belt right here in my studio during this interview. I uh, have a Glock model 22, 40 caliber, uh, handgun. It's, uh, it's one that I had on patrol and it's one that I, um, usually have on me, uh, as sheriff of this County, um, people certainly, um, recognize who I am, no matter what I'm wearing. You know, if I could be wearing a bathing suit and people are going to walk up and say, you know, hello sheriff, or if I could, I'm at a funeral and some, I'm wearing a suit and tie and someone's going to come up and say, hello sheriff. And, I um I truly believe that it's my responsibility to try to be armed on a regular basis. I don't wear a gun to scare people, intimidate them. I usually have a gun on or a jacket over my gun. Today is a nice day and I'm meeting you in the studio and I didn't wear a jacket. Um I was just at the bank five minutes before I got here and I th- even though it's gonna be a hot day today, I threw a windbreaker on and walked into the bank. Um so no one would see my firearm because this the word gun, Barry um, causes emotions at every political angle. You know, when you say some, if you say the word gun to some people, you know, they're so extreme second amendment enthusiasts, they almost start salivating. Okay. And if you say gun to some people who, um, have never been exposed to living around guns and they see guns as a, as only a source of violence, then their emotion is, um, I don't want a gun in my house. And the, I try to keep the conversation about guns as free-flowing as possible. You know, and, and it's the same thing with marijuana. It's the same thing about if I could go so far as to talk about abortion, even though as a sheriff I, I don't have you know, a, a horse in this race for abortion. There are social issues that the more we talk about, I believe the closer we are to either coming up with a solution or accepting valid points from the other side. How do people get guns in Mendocino County? Well, legally, illegally, what do you mean? Both. Well, let's talk about the first basic thing. And this is um, a unique one because guns, as we know, have been part of the American culture since... Um, the American culture began. The, the United States of America culture began. And that means that um, guns, they don't disappear. You know, unless a gun is destroyed by fire or law enforcement destroys a gun as we, we destroy hundreds of guns each year um, in Mendocino County, that means that if a gun doesn't disappear, then the owner, when the owner dies, the gun goes somewhere. Uh, for example, when my father died of a massive heart attack in 1987, my two brothers and I, one of our jobs was to split up 
I think there were close to 60 guns, six zero guns. And what do you do with 60 guns that belong to your father? Well, do you sell them? No, I didn't want to sell them. Do you give them away, sell them at a garage sale? No. So my brothers and I, we took a, we pulled a lottery and who went first. And then we just started choosing which guns we want. You know, I, I'm very lucky. I, I chose a gun that was actually made by relatives in a civil war who um, made guns for both sides of the civil war. So I, I have a, a, a family heirloom gun, but that, that, that's one way that people get guns. Another way is people actually can legally buy guns. And as much as some people say they shouldn't be able to buy guns, you know, California has a very um, strict um, set of gun laws. And in California, if you want to buy a handgun, you go in, you fill out the form, you give your thumbprint, you fill out the paperwork, you affirm that you're not a, under a restraining order, you affirm you're not a felon, you affirm that in the last 10 years you haven't been arrested for misdemeanor, assault, and battery. Uh, there's several conditions, and then at the end of 10, 10 days, and it's 10 days to the minute, or to the second, actually, um, you can go in and p- pick up your firearm if you've been cleared. Now, illegal guns are entirely different. Let's stay with legal guns for okay. a minute. Um, there's no issue about a certain a person's uh, psychological or psychiatric state? It all depends. Yes, there, there is. If, and this is a big if, if this person has been deemed, in California we call it 5150, you know, unable to care for themselves, care for others, danger to others, or other states, if, if they've been detained for a mental evaluation, not just a five-minute evaluation, but detained for, in California, three days. They've been 5150. In theory, that should go on their records that are accessed when a person goes in and purchases or attempts to purchase a firearm. Is it in practice? In California, it is. If it happened in, I'm going to just pick a state, not knowing if it's true or not. I'll, I'll pick Arkansas. If it happened in Arkansas, do do I, as sheriff of Mendocino County, know that Every county in Arkansas puts their mental health detainments into the firearms prohibition system. I, I, I can't say that I do. But in California, we do uh, because it's for 10 years. If you've been 5150 for 10 years, you're not going to be able to purchase a firearm. So staying with legal guns, um, how do you define a concealed weapon? A weapon which is concealable. Like yours that you're wearing now? My weapon is a concealed firearm, but it's also the exact same firearm that our deputy sheriffs are carrying today. It's not a, you know, a smaller version or so forth. So a concealed firearm is a weapon which is concealable. So in other words, a rifle might be concealed under someone's jacket, but it's not technically a concealed firearm. It would be a rifle which is underneath someone's jacket. But a concealed firearm is um, a gun that, if it's a legal concealed firearm in California, a, a person has gone through a very rigorous educational process, background process, fingerprints process, interview process, paid about $350, has been deemed, and I'm going to use a, a, a phrase here that the law says, of good moral character by the sheriff of the county. You and do the interviews for concealed I, weapons. I don't do the interviews myself. My lieutenants do the interviews. I do the final phone call interview. But um, as far as the interviews, the 
half hour to 45 minute interviews of sitting down of, you know, who are you? Are, are you really and truly a resident of Mendocino County or do you, st- do you just own a piece of property here and you're applying for a concealed weapon here because your sheriff, wherever you live, doesn't want to issue a concealed firearm because they don't believe in concealed firearms? That, and that's a big problem. We, in we, California, where the sheriffs don't believe in concealed uh, there firearms. Are, there are sheriffs who are much more restrictive on the issuance of their concealed firearms permits than most rural sheriffs. And when I say rural sheriffs, you know, in in California, in Northern California, these are sheriffs that have said, you know, we realize that we live in, that our citizens live in areas that law enforcement may be an hour and a half away from that 911 call you made. And we're going to issue a um, permit to a responsible citizen that will allow him or her to protect themselves should their life be threatened, life of their family. You know, Barry— So I assume that's one need. You say the need for a concealed firearm. Right. What are some of the other needs? For a concealed firearm? Yeah. There's only one. There's only one need for a concealed firearm. All right. Ready for this? Two words. Personal protection. Because, Barry, if someone came to me and said, Sheriff, I sell gold. I'm a jeweler. And at any one time, and this has happened to me, at any one time, I always have $50,000 worth of either cash or jewelry on me. Well, and, and then they'll follow by saying, I need a concealed firearm. On that statement, Barry, I'll tell them they do not meet my criteria of having a concealed firearm. What is your criteria? Personal protection. Because if someone's carrying around $50,000 worth of stuff and they are going to carry a gun to protect their $50,000, they don't need a gun. Because I'm telling you $50,000 is not worth somebody's life. Whether it's a thug or, or who, I don't want you to take someone's life for your property. So the example that would come for personal protection need? A, ba- a thug saying, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to harm your family. And that's when you get a firearm out to protect yourself or your family. So then what's the deal? The thug's holding the gun, and you grab and shoot faster than they... Th- it could happen. Other examples? There's no other example. It's personal protection. It's, it's if somebody says, um, I live... I live three hours, and this has happened. There's places in our county. I live three hours from the closest sheriff's office, and I need a gun. And I'll say, well, listen, you don't need me to issue you a permit to have a gun in your house or a gun on your property, even That's a concealed a, a rifle. A Something handgun. That... You don't need a permit in California to have a handgun in your house. So the yeah. operative word then is concealed carry outside of the house where you're out in the public. This is, this is America. We uh, Second Amendment kind of rain, reigns. And if you're going to protect your castle, you can have a gun inside your house if you can legally possess a firearm. One of the things, Barry, and you've known me for a long time, one of the things you have never heard me say to in, in a public speaking engagement or to any at a social event, you have never heard me push guns on anybody. You've never heard me say, you should really get a concealed firearm permit. Okay. However, I can think of five situations that I have said that 
one-on-one to people who have been victims of crimes, where the attacker has been in prison, and the person gets a letter from the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation that says, uh, and it happened, it happened last month, on July 12th, she's getting out of prison, and we know she killed your father. We just want to let you know she's getting out of prison. And I had Mendocino County residents say, Sheriff, what do I do? So I went through the whole thing. I did The first thing I said, or I didn't say was get a gun, but I certainly talked about making sure they're registered to keep her out of Mendocino County, you know, with her parole conditions, to make sure that their alarm at their house is working great, to make sure that all their phone numbers are current, all their, you know, phone network. And yeah, then I continued the conversation saying, you know, if you were interested in getting a concealed firearm to protect yourself, I certainly would be interested in reviewing your application. You mentioned in the interview process, um, was it good moral character? And yes, Barry, you would meet that criteria, but it's yes, good moral character. Well, I'm glad to know I meet it, but how do you define it? That's an excellent question because um, the law doesn't clearly say how you define good moral character. You know, have I issued concealed firearms for someone who... 20 years ago, was convicted of misdemeanor burglary. I have. I have because um, 20 years ago, and if, if he, hasn't, he or she hasn't been in any difficulty or problems with the law for 20 years, um, and there's nothing else on their record, they meet good moral character. You know, it's, it's not like meeting criteria to be Pope. Um, good moral character is someone who strives to abide by the law, and the fact that they're going through the process of getting a concealed firearm has to tell you something, Barry, because I'm going to say, and Mendocino County has just under 3,000 concealed weapon permits here, I'm going to say there are at least 3,000 people in this county who carry firearms in their vehicle or on their person concealed that don't have a permit. And these are people that I encourage my deputies to find, and if we find them, we either issue them a citation and take the gun or arrest them and take the gun. In this program, we're visiting with Mendocino County Sheriff Tom Allman for a discussion about guns. Who has them? How are they obtained? And what are they used for? You're listening to Radio Curious. I'm Barry Vogel. So staying with guns in our county... You say on your website that people who have a permit to carry a concealed weapon uh, can be found out through the Public Records Act request. Yes. Does that happen often? It happens about every election year. You know, when somebody wants to find out if a mayor has a concealed firearm or if, you know, a candidate or, or maybe, you know, they say the sheriff is issuing too many concealed firearms, something like that. Uh, so someone can make a request to you and say, please provide me the names of all people who have a concealed weapon permit in Mendocino County. Well, they could do that. We're not going to initially um, answer that by giving you that information. Why? We're going to give you the numbers. We're going to give you the zip codes of, you know, uh, 500 people in 95482 Ukiah, uh, 350 in Laytonville, and, you know, 125 in Cobla. We're going to tell you that. Um, We will... um, 
we will if if we get a press request that says we're going that we want the names of every person who has a concealed firearm, we'll send a letter, and we've done it once before to everybody who has a concealed firearm, and say we're about to release this information. You have until this date to tell us if you want to keep your concealed firearm or not. Why won't you release all the names? To anybody who wants to know, that's the purpose of the public records request. I get it. I understand that. Um, it's a it's a safety issue. I, I I don't want gunfights on Main Street, and we impress upon our concealed weapons holders that there's a reason the word concealed is in the title, and and that is because people shouldn't know that you have a concealed firearm. They shouldn't know you have a weapon, and. One of the things that we impress upon our concealed weapon holders, Barry, is that weapon can only come out of the holster at the last resort. It's it's a very touchy issue. Well, I know, and that's why I want to press on it. I want to touch on a little more. So what we do with our public records requests, as you know, Barry, is we send them straight to county council. I'll do whatever county council says. But if I can delay... Um, to the point of allowing a concealed weapon holder to know, you know, he doesn't want his uh, his or her name out there. Then I will, um, but I'll I'll certainly fall within the boundaries of the public information request. So if someone doesn't want to have their name out there, that doesn't mean that they have the final say. You're right. I will not give addresses. I'll give names. If they have a criminal history, that's in there. That's in the file. You know, we maintain all of that. So it's not like we throw the files open and say, here you go, because there's information in there that we have to respect and, and protect also. However, criminal history is a public record. It is not the same criminal history that we have in the file. If you wanted to find out my criminal history, um, well, I, I don't have one other than applying for jobs. If you want to find out your neighbor's criminal history, okay, the criminal history you run, public information, is going to be much different than the criminal history that I, as a peace officer, run. How is that different? The FBI gives two different types of criminal histories. What do you get that the public doesn't? More information. Well, and categorically. Um, I haven't been on patrol for about 10 years, so I don't want to misspeak. But it's my understanding that the public information um, of the FBI is much different than citizens and peace officers. But I could be mistaken. That could have changed by now. I don't know. So earlier on in our conversation, we were talking about the general aspects of uh, social issues. But well, we haven't finished all the ways people get guns yet, so don't, well, I, don't I know. jump yet. I know. I, okay. but, I, but I want to say that for a minute. And, and that has to deal with making knowledge, the knowledge of who has a, a, a concealed weapon available for everybody to discuss so that it becomes a topic of conversation in the community to see where it goes, to deal with the issue of gun violence in our county, in our, na- in our whoa, state, whoa, and whoa, our nation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why did we all of a sudden compare gun violence to concealed firearm permits? I, this is apples and oranges. All right. Go ahead. The thought that some people associate a gun to violence— is preposterous. Well, it certainly causes more more violence than no gun causes. Okay, and I'll get very political here. Here we have a president who has been preaching gun violence, gun violence, gun violence for eight years, and under the eight years of this president's term, America has seen more guns sold than 
any president in the history. With less violence, less gun deaths in that same year period. I would love to see those statistics. We, you know, we certainly know that the three biggest cities where gun violence happens, Chicago, Miami, and New York, have the most stringent gun laws. And I'm not here as a member of NRA to say I'm preaching guns. That's not it at all. But you are pounding the chair and getting much more agitated than for, before we got to this part of our conversation. For personal protection. Because you can't say that concealed weapons can be in the same sentence as gun violence. Unless you want to say the more concealed firearm permits you have in an area, the less gun violence you're going to have, because I believe that. Sonoma County has 122 concealed firearm permits. Mendocino County has just under 3,000. Our population is 87,500. Their population is, I don't know, a quarter million. I'm going to say that if I was a bad guy, if I was a thug, and I'm going to rob someone, burgle someone, rape someone, attack someone, my odds of not getting hurt would be much better in Sonoma County than Mendocino County because I believe that we have more armed citizens up here who are legally armed. And, you know, we can jokingly talk about an armed society as a polite society, and it is. When we talk about concealed weapon permits, Barry, we are talking about the people who do not get their names in the paper for doing bad things with guns. You've been in this county longer than I have. And, and the sheriffs before me, the elected sheriffs, Tony Craver, Jim Tuso, Tim Shea, Tom Johndahl, Reno Bartlemé, they certainly issued concealed weapons permits. And I would challenge you to bring me a news report of a concealed weapons holder in this county who was irresponsible with their firearm, and they were involved in the bad side of gun violence. Are you saying that there's no history of that in our county? That's not what I said. I know. You challenged me to bring you a newspaper You would be hard-pressed. I'm not aware of any, but if, if you found it through the historical society, it might be there. But I'm not aware of any of my concealed weapons holders committing violence. Um, but on the other hand, I'm not aware of many of my concealed weapons holders getting involved with the law. Now, once in a while... Um, and, and they know this, if they get arrested, let's say for drunk driving, and they have their concealed weapon with them, they absolutely know that the law of Tom Allman is you will not get another concealed weapon permit for 10 years at least. How about if they're found not guilty Well, then, okay. the charges? You return the gun. Of course I would. Okay. All right, so... We were talking about other ways of getting guns. Sure. What are they? The bad guys steal guns and use these guns on the street. And that's where we, this is where we can have this conversation about gun violence. You know, two weeks ago, Barry, um, our guys eradicated at one location, we eradicated 9,000 marijuana plants. In the 9,000 marijuana plants, we arrested 12 people. In those 12 people, we located 12 loaded firearms. Of those 12 loaded firearms, three are confirmed stolen, and one of them's had the serial number removed 
that we've sent to the lab because they have techniques to raise a serial number that's been stamped into the metal. So when bad guys get guns, that's where we have gun violence. And I'm, a, I'm certainly a person that believes that um, we should change some of our gun laws in California to make them much more strict. Uh, the governor just vetoed a bill two weeks ago that was passed by the legislature, Barry, that um, it's still dependent upon the value of a gun, on whether a stolen gun, whether it's a felony or a misdemeanor. Well, Governor Brown's actually a friend of mine. We've talked a hundred times, but he's wrong on this one. If somebody steals a gun, if it's a $50 cheap Saturday night special, that person, in my opinion, has committed a felony. But with AB 109 and with Prop 47, we've seen the decriminalization of many laws. And now if somebody steals a $50 Saturday night special, they're guilty of a misdemeanor. They're the same as, it's it's equal to stealing two pizzas, I guess. And you're saying uh, it should be a felony because of the object that is being stolen as opposed to its dollar value. Absolutely. And it used to be. Prior to the change of the laws, it was a firearm, no matter what the value, was a felony. And it should go back there. Is there more that you have on illegal ways of getting guns, stealing, and? Uh, it doesn't happen in Mendocino County, but there are places in the, count, or in the state. Uh, people actually manufacture guns. Now, a law just went on the books that um, I'm sure I'm going to hear gun rights people call me names after I say this. But the law just said that if you make a gun, it has to have a serial number. I support that. I, I want there to be serial numbers on all guns. I want them to be trackable, traceable to the manufacturer, and identifiable to the owner. As are motor vehicles. As are toaster ovens, you know. I, I, toaster ovens have serial numbers, and people are complaining that we, we don't want to put serial numbers on guns. Yes, we do. You uh, spoke of the um, Second Amendment. It talks about a well-armed militia. It does. It doesn't talk about the personal right to carry a gun. But our our Supreme Court um, certainly ha- at at the top is, at the highest level has confirmed the uh, right of individuals for self protection. Training for using a gun that's part of getting a concealed weapon permit. Certainly part of it, and and. And certainly part of when we issue a concealed weapon permit, in the phone call that I make to the citizens, I encourage them to please um, do not treat this like a pipe wrench in a toolbox that you only pull out when you need it. But this is a very important piece of equipment that is issued for you to protect yourself. And monthly shootings are what what I think should happen. Um, go out and go go to the range um, not just for your own accuracy, but also to make sure it's working. You know, in the middle of the night, when it's raining and it's muddy and you've been knocked down once, you don't need to say, does this gun work or not? If you're protecting yourself, in the middle of the night, when you're in a mud puddle, you've been knocked down and there's a thug there, and you believe your life is about to be taken from you, you need to make sure that that piece of metal that you put in your hand that you've trained for works. <laughs> Tom Allman is the sheriff of Mendocino County in rural Northern California. This has been the first of a two-part series on guns. 
who has them, how are they obtained, and what are they used for? The book Sheriff Tom Allman recommends is Yes And, How Improvisation Reverses No But Thinking and Improves Creativity and Collaboration, Lessons from the Second City, by Kelly Leonard and Tom Yorton. This program was recorded on August 8, 2016. Radio Curious has over 600 archive editions on our website, radiocurious.org, with new editions published regularly. You may stream, download, subscribe to our podcast service, and share them as you wish. They're all free. The email is curious at radiocurious.org. The phone is 707 462 6541. Christina Onestead and Yuko Kodama are the assistant producers. I'm host and producer Barry Vogel. Thank you for listening.